Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So what now in Canadian politics? Aaron O'Toole is gone as Conservative leader. Uh, make no mistake, Justin Trudeau was seen by some, perhaps many, within the Liberal Party as a liability, given all the baggage, personal and uh, as Prime Minister, that he carries with him, and which the next Conservative leader may not be too shy to confront Trudeau with. So Trudeau may well be in increasing difficulty with the Liberal Party, particularly with the apparent availability of former Bank of Canada and Bank of England Governor Mark Carney. He's moved to Ottawa and taken on a very public Liberal Party mantle, and Jagmeet Singh, how secure is Mr. Singh within the NDP? They lost seats in last year's federal election under Mr. Singh's leadership. Time for Beauties and the Beast with Catherine Swift, president of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada. How are you, Catherine? I'm great, Roy. Thank Seems you. Seems like I just talked to great you yesterday. Great to be here with my fellow beauties. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun Islander. Hello, Roy, and congratulations, Catherine, on the new job. Thanks, Linda. <laughs> Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau in that very same Parliament. Hi, Michelle. Can we put Michelle up, please? Guys, wakey, wakey. Thank you. Hi, Michelle. Are you there, Michelle? All right, somebody fix this, and please, and let's get Michelle up. All right, um, Catherine, let me start with you. We talked yesterday about the uh, the moves within the Conservative Party of Canada and uh, um, Mr. O'Toole's departure and the uh, arrival of Pierre Polyers, uh, um announcing his candidacy for Prime Minister of Canada uh, when the campaign actually hasn't begun within the party. Where do we start? Where do we start with these issues? We have the, uh, you know, we have the, uh, the the truckers in 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 Ottawa and their supporters. We just heard from Mike Drolet. It doesn't look like that's going to break up anytime soon. We have the political issues. We also have economic issues. Where do we start? Well, I don't know, Roy. How long have we got? You know, thirty seconds. Uh, <laughs> it, well, I I saw Pierre Poilievre, and I've known Pierre for quite a long time now. When he when the Harper government was in, and and so on, and and uh, I've always liked him. Uh, I think he does come across as a pit bull because he is. But you also don't see another side of Pierre. He's actually got a really good sense of humor. Uh, and and I think a great connection with average people, actually. And I think maybe that's the linkage here. Because the trucker protest, which has gone way beyond truckers, let's not you know fool ourselves here, uh, it, that is an average people protest by and large. And yeah, there's a few fruitcakes, there's a few fruit cakes in every crowd, as we know. But by and large, it's average Canadians who are fed up for all kinds of reasons uh, and and saying so. And boy, it takes a lot to get Canadians to protest. You know, we're, we're not a big protesting people. So uh, what gets me in all this, and I, I frankly think Pierre's um, gambit of saying I'm running for prime minister is a smart one. I'm sure some conservatives are going to treat it as greatly presumptuous, which it is. But I think it's a, a clever move, frankly, because he has got his eye on the prize. But the thing that gets me in all this is we have a national crisis right now. I don't think we can question. We, we, we have a national crisis right now, right across Canada. These protests are just a, a symptom of the greater disease. And by the way, where's Trudeau? Do we have a prime minister right now? He is AWOL. 
And to me, that is the antithesis of leadership. All right. Let me just move on here because we do have what happened to Michelle. We had Michelle. Sure, her name appeared on the board, and then she disappeared. I understand it's not working. I can see that. Thank you. Uh, Linda, what's your take on uh, on what you're seeing and what you're hearing and what you're feeling? What, what do you need to say about what's happening in this country right now? Oh, you know, the Great Divide, Roy. We talked about it before in your show, I think the last time we were on, and it's pretty incredible. But first of all, I want to say you and I, Roy, agree that the conservatives need Catherine Swift to be their leader. But, <laughs> but, she, but she went and got a new job, Roy. So that's, yeah, that's, been, that's been taken and care of. I got to say, I work for an American firm that's out of Minnesota. And I got to say, Ray, I, eyebrows are raised. What is going on in Canada? Like, we never protest. I mean, Catherine's right. It, I mean, Catherine, you and I led a few protests, the tax crusade, et cetera, and we did get people out. But it's tough. And so I think that you're right. There is a national crisis in this country, and there is a growing great divide. And I think a lot of people feel left out. And but you hit a, the nail on divide. the head, Roy. We've had it's, a divide for quite some time. We've had a east-west yep. divide. We've had a linguistic yep. divide. We've had regional divides that have been going on. Maybe it's all boiling to the surface because of 22 months of COVID. But how do we get how do we get out of this situation? What creates the dynamic to change the reality and start some really significant and meaningful dialogue in Canada? Or have we? I don't want to say this, but have we? passed by that opportunity do we have michelle yes or no tell me please we do okay well, put her on the air for me please would you do that guys i really appreciate it <laughs> I, I, okay Roy? where did you go in cali you california people <laughs> you just have too much fun you lost me <laughs> you have too I much fun losing me but that's okay okay well we anyway, have you now so so you get so let me ask you so yes you you sat with mr trudeau in parliament you know him well um, and you, you know what's going on in Canada. You're spending your winter in California, so you have the American perspective. They got truckers that are apparently going to be starting in California, heading for Washington, D.C. in their big convoy. We talked with an American trucker yesterday about that. Michelle, how do you assess what's happening and what do you see happening in the people's building in Ottawa and Parliament? What's going on? What's your perspective here? Roy, it is a bubble. They, they've lived too long in a bubble, and we're getting a lot. Uh, as Catherine wrote in the Toronto Sun, we are getting such pushback, and there's so much anger that it's incredible, and they just aren't listening. The old, the old things that they did in the past are no longer working, and they keep trying the same things over and over, and it's ridiculous. You know what you just made me think of, and I'm going to run this past all three of you. Just, just, uh, just, uh, Catherine, let me just say this, because Michelle just made me think of something that Daryl Bricker said earlier today on the show, and that is it may get to the point in Parliament where the three parties come to a conclusion and an agreement that the only way to address what's happening now is to have an early election. Hmm. Well, Trudeau would love that because the Conservative Party is, is effect, well, has an interim leader, but is effectively leader, leaderless, you know, in a permanent way. 
But I, th I think what Canadians are quite fed up with, and, and justifiably so, is being talked down to, being treated uh, in a patronizing manner by a certain, and you say you mentioned divisiveness, both Linda and, and Roy, and, and this is one of the most divisive governments I've ever seen in my <laughs> relatively long life. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's divide and conquer, but you don't conquer. You end up losing everybody. And I think that's what's happening here. And Canadians are saying, that's, no, you're not acting in my right. best interest, frankly. So how do and we move forward then? Us. How do we move forward out of this? Uh, Linda, what do you say? How do we move forward? With, with a, we need a leader who embraces all Canadians. And I know it's tough. I mean, there's the immigration issue. There's, um, well, you just mentioned it. Small businesses going out of businesses. These are the backbone of the economy. So if we and need a leader, if we're a, challenging the leader we have now, do we need an election? Do, do, the, no. do the conservatives have to put their leadership issue or their drive into, into, into uh, high gear, get it done? Because what, what Daryl said was the parties would agree together that an election is necessary. But then can we afford another election? I mean, come on. Well, we have we afford not to have an election? No. Well, it's just crazy where we are. And uh, as I say, I think we need a visionary that embraces everybody and not dividing, as uh, Catherine says. Here's a question. Let me start, with Michelle, with, uh, with you on this. Do the trucker convoys, do you think, and the protests in Canadian cities represent the prevailing national view? Or is it, as some people are emailing me, a manifestation of a noisy but ultimately fairly small representation of the national population. What do you think, Michelle? I think it is uh, the smaller representation, Roy. I, I honestly do. Um, because, at least in Canada, it is. Because as far as the Canadians are concerned, they're all on side with the, the vaccine mandates to a certain degree and to masking and that type of thing. I think the, the, biggest, the biggest enemy we have are the politicians that are fueling this by not leading the country. They're leading their base. They're living, they're doing everything in anticipation of the next election. Yeah. Oh, it always is that way, isn't it? Um, this time they're facing a different reality. Is Canada running... Linda, is Canada running headlong toward an even greater West-East and otherwise regional and linguistic divide uh, or, or, or not? What do you say to that one? Well, you know what? I would say yes, definitely, except I will say the truckers are out in Alberta. They're everywhere across this country. Um, I hate to see that, but again, the great divide. And I think, you know, Michelle, you're right. I think it's it's a smaller group that is represented here. But what I found really interesting watching all of this was a lot of people were coming out who were for vaccinations, were for it, but they feel frustrated and being left behind. And so they wanted to come out and voice it. So again, I want to go to the basics of democracy. We need to get back to government for the people and by the people and not elitists talking down to us. And then, of course, you know the People's Party is out there and they're stoking it just like the Republicans south of the border. You know, we're on a world stage here. We got Russia. We got China. We got bigger fish to fry here. And we're looking weak right no, now. So now Very it's a fish fry. Yeah. So now it's a fish fry, is it? Okay, let's get at this fish fry. Okay, okay. Ms. Swift, let me ask you the same question I asked Michelle. Because I'm seeing this in a lot of emails. I'm also seeing a lot of bought and paid for media. Give me a break. Uh, 
do the trucker convoys and protests. He's sending me an email saying bought and paid for. Give me a break. Do the tr- trucker convoys and protests in Canadian cities represent the prevailing national view? Or is it, I'm quoting an email that I received from a listener, a manifestation of a noisy but ultimately fairly small representation of the national Canadian population view? Catherine. I think it's somewhere in the middle, to be honest, Roy. Um, I think it's not an insignificant fringe, as Trudeau tried to classify it, which was stupid and divisive. Why, why did he say that? Frankly, uh, John Tory has taken a much more sensible tone in Toronto than Trudeau has, and also that, that Watson has as the mayor of Ottawa, and he's ended up with a better result. And granted, they did have Ottawa problems to learn from, so we have to factor that in. But I think to here, what is the issue? If the issue is, the issue isn't vaccination. Because it seems the majority of people protesting uh, and even sympathizing with the protest are vaccinated. So and when I see, okay, the truckers themselves, yes, they're not a majority for sure. But when I saw tons of people on overpasses and stuff, you know, coming coming out of, uh, of their homes on freezing cold days to cheer them on. This is not a fringe group here. And I think the truckers and others that are, you know, supporting them are, are, are representing a legitimate viewpoint of quite a few Canadians. And it's not vax. It's overbearing government, government that doesn't have the best interests of citizens in mind. It has their own sinecures and their own, you know, their own elitist comforts in mind. And that's what they're pushing back against. And again, I'll say Canadians aren't protesters (laughs) to get people out on minus 30 days. Boy, (laughs) that takes a lot to get a Canadian out. And it's happening. So I think here and and frankly, and I, I mentioned this on your show yesterday, too, Roy, why, after two years of truckers, and initially we didn't even have vaccines because the Trudeau government was so incompetent at, e- at even procuring right. them right yeah. from the get-go, but for two years we have had truckers going over the border, going across Canada, bringing yeah. us the food and other stuff that we need to live, and all of a sudden at this juncture, and 90% of truckers are vaccinated. Yeah, and, it's, and Catherine, that's, you know, that's been talked about a lot, and we had uh, yeah, Perrin Beatty of the Chamber of Commerce on this program saying it's a terrible time. For yeah. the uh, for the mandate to come into into effect, Michelle, we look to government to be pragmatic, hopefully, in managing the affairs of the people. Fight among yourselves during an election campaign, and then be pragmatic about the management of the people and the issues of the people. Polling has showed us time and again that there's a great mistrust of politicians in this country, a great mistrust of Parliament doing the right thing for us, and that I think is what many Canadians are pushing back against now. So we are in that building for four years as a member of parliament what's the air like in there is it different to the air outside the building is 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 the water different is there a sense that we're entitled and they're just the folks and they'll do what we tell them is that the mood that's in that place well it's i know it's worse than when i was there but there was certainly without question and i've talked to you about this before this sense of entitlement beyond anything I've seen and I really wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't been sitting there Uh, and certainly there is no cooperation anymore there is no for the good of the people it's for the good of the party it's you know it's all about the party it's not about the people and you were the poster MP and tell that story again in the 30 seconds we have left you posted your expenses online and you were instructed by the leader of the liberal party of canada 
and the party whip to stop doing that. They were going to give you a beautiful office with its own bathroom if you just stopped telling people what you were spending public money on. And you said no, so they shut you down. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.